Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. The following is a sponsored program on WBT. Good morning and welcome to the At Home with Roby show. I am Trent Haston and I have a guest host today. She says she's only going to do two segments, but we might wrangle her in. Christian McCall. Hey, good morning. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Good. Just to preface everyone, I'm a very last minute addition to the show. So, <laughs> so yeah, thank you for having me. You're always, you're, you're always have a big presence in the show, Christian. Well, thank you. Yes, I hear y'all making fun of me, picking on me. I'm gonna give Christian. I'm gonna give TJ credit. Our producer, everybody always hears about TJ. Yo, 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 and Christian, TJ. Uh, I mean, sometimes we do the show, and and 45 minutes later, I'm at the office walking through, and Christian's like, "I'm listening to your show. You you, you did good." I'm yeah. like, "Uh, duh." <laughs> me and TJ are very much behind the scenes, doing all the. The paperwork, shuffling all the paperwork, so. pushing the buttons, and exactly making sure everything gets posted. Yeah. Y'all do y'all do an excellent job. I'm grateful for y'all's uh, coordination and and uh, rules and regulations and all that stuff. Well, she keeps us all in line. Yeah, we've I got mean, a good we system. We need it. I mean, if we I didn't it. have rules and regulations around me, I would be a mess. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. <laughs> and I think people think I'm a mess now. <laughs> <laughs> What do you think, Christian? That's probably accurate. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. Yeah. <laughs> so my wife is grateful for you, and uh, and she says Patrick is the one that brings all the humor to the show. So, well, and flow it makes it flow real well. So I guess I just a pawn. Your wife said that about you. Yeah. Do you think man. she's trying to make me mad? I I don't know, man. Nah, she may not like you. You think? <laughs> I've been questioning. Don't know. No, man. We're uh we're getting ready for fall. The kids uh we're recording this on Friday. The kids didn't have school today. We were supposed to be camping in Linville Gorge with Reagan's dad, but uh I think it's gonna get down to like twenty eight degrees. Oh wow. And I'm no I'm not an expert yeah. camper, even though we love Jesse Brown. If you if you if you're in with Jesse Browns then you should know how to camp. Right? Absolutely. Yeah, they're and great. Bass Pro Shop. Duh. Yeah. <laughs> no. But uh, I asked Reagan last week when I saw the when when my my weather app got to the days I could see this weekend. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, uh, "Are we still going?" And she's like, "Yes." I was like, "It's gonna be cold." She's like, "We're doing it." Dad knows what he's doing. And then a couple of days later, she said, "We're not camping. We're not going camping." <laughs> so you would be intense, like legit camping, not cabins. You'd yeah, be in a yeah, tent we at 28 degrees. we would be intense because right. we're always intense. Right, but we would be sleeping in a tent. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he said, "Ooh, that That's would be not rough." My cup of tea it? either. She said, "Reagan said we would have made it." I said, "I mean, she's usually the one that says that's not her cup of tea." Right. She's like, but we would have made it. I'm like, baby, we would have been in a tent. That's cold. Yeah. That's really cold. And how many kids? At 28 degrees. Yeah, I got five. And I got a two and a half year old and a seven year old, and they like to whine. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if it's 28 degrees. Yeah. Like wine and cheese. Anyway, we're going to postpone the camping trip to the Limbo Gorge to springtime. That's a good call. I, I agree. think it is. And mm-hmm. then it gives us a free weekend. 
And the weather here is gorgeous. Yeah, it's beautiful <laughs> today. It's gorgeous outside. It's been beautiful all week. It really has, I think, the weekends. But next week looks beautiful. Uh, I mean, we had very little rain, and then we had the hurricane come through, dump a lot of rain. Right. I don't think it dumped as much in this area. No. <clears throat> Excuse me, as it was supposed to. Um, and then and then now I think we got another dry spell coming. But uh, it's good for fall weather. Yeah. And pumpkin farms and stuff. Right. And hopefully pitching for wishes. And pitching yeah. for wishes. November to, to another 5th. hurricane. We oh, did that man. a few years ago. Man. That was. Were you here when the hurricane came? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, you weren't here when the first hurricane was supposed to come when it was at Village Tavern. And then it ended up being a really pretty it day. It was the nicest day. Yeah. And we all sat out there. My year was an actual hurricane. Yes. And we had to reshuffle everything. And it was. Well, I, I think of. When I think of Christian McCall, I think of validity. <laughs> actual hurricane i do want to say last sunday uh we talked about it's been a very dull hurricane season and then this hurricane came because we recorded during the week ian i do want to send out uh, a blessing and prayers for all those that were affected by ian because it it did a lot of devastation in a lot it of really areas did, yeah. so uh i'm sad hopefully that it is still even with that if it affects you, it's not it's not a mild hurricane season. But even with that, hopefully, by the number of hurricanes and and the number of danger ones, we have a mild season right. still. Right. So, yeah. uh, but a lot of flooding with this one. Yeah. You know, I don't know, man. It's sad. But we live in the southeast, and that's what happens, right? I that's don't right. know. Goodness gracious, God! I remember when Hurricane Hugo came through. There was a when we didn't have power for two and a half weeks. There was a real cold spell that followed it, uh, yeah. and we haven't had that this season after Ian. But uh, but yeah, hopefully we have good weather all the way through Halloween, right? All the fall festivals, right? And then uh, November the fifth for pitching for wishes. Exactly. The weather can get bad after that. After yeah. that, yeah. yeah, snowstorms abound. Exactly. No, not in November. That's way too early for a snowstorm. You think so? That's why we live here. Oh. So See, when, I like my holidays cold. When's I can snow, snow for December. But yeah. yeah. I, think, yeah. I think in Charlotte, a snowstorm is appropriate in March. <laughs> That's yeah. about right. I yeah. mean, the legend when we, I was a kid and we always wanted it to snow, all our fathers would say is, oh, man, it was this one time in March it snowed every week for three or four consecutive weeks. Yeah. Like, oh, it's going to snow in March. Nope. That's when it hadn't been below 60 in, through <laughs> mid-February. Yeah. It's coming in March. And then it'd be 80 in March. Yeah. yeah. That's, <laughs> that's hopeful it will. Yeah. But. More Charlotte weather. My dad used to always say, relative to bad weather, you can't make any money in the rain. He really didn't think you could make any money in the snow. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> yeah. not. Especially, Especially around here. It just changes everything for us. So. But anyway. Yeah. And hopefully you guys on this Sunday are enjoying the beautiful weather, the beautiful fall, 70-something degree weather. And hopefully you're ready for a great show. Our guest today is an entre entrepreneur in the logistics business. It's actually a family business. And I met him through my friend Michael Cox, who's been a guest, my next-door neighbor. And we hung out. And I was like, you got to tell your story. He's out of Raleigh. His name is Jack Marshall. When we return, you're listening to At Home With The following is a sponsored program on WBT.
Welcome back to the At Home with Roby show. I'm Trent Haston, and I am your host today. On the bookends of the segments, we have Christian McCall as our guest host, but she says she's not a, a full show, doesn't make enough to do four segments. She's only going to do two. That's a plea for a raise. I mean, I think. I think TJ's like, I could be a guest host. Oh, I'm charging He's you, in the I'm game. Yeah, he's like, dude, we're going to go have some sodas. Yeah. <laughs> right? That's what we do. Hey, Jack, how you doing, man? Trent, good to hear you, man. I uh, appreciate you guys having me on. Jack Marshall, Jackson Marshall. What do you go by, Jack or Jackson? Uh, you can call me Jack. Uh, I, I tried to make Jackson happen professionally, and then it just didn't catch on. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, it's uh, everybody just calls me Jack. The question is, does your mama, when she gets gets upset with you, does she say, call you Jackson? Absolutely. And that's that's kind of why I had to fade it with the business side. You know, then I just think everybody's upset with me all the time. Yeah, exactly. Jackson. Why am I always in trouble? <laughs> yeah. Well, the funny thing is we met a couple weeks back uh, – on Bright Road, I talk about Bright Road a lot on the show, and and your college, your 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 best friends, uh, college friends, were Michael Cox, my next door neighbor who who's been on the show, and uh, I met you, and then an hour later I said, "Is your name uh, Jimmy John Jackson? What, what's what's going, Jack? What's going on?" And you said, "As long <laughs> as I was calling you, you didn't care." Uh, I'll, I'll respond to anything, you know, whatever works. So you and Michael went to college at uh, Appalachian State together. Is that right? We did, yeah, yeah. So uh, me and Mike were uh, fraternity brothers up at App, and then uh, we actually, right after college, uh, I lived with Mike in Charlotte for about a year with him and uh, his now wife, uh, Caroline. So we had uh, we had a, a, a bunch of good times down there, and uh, his definitely his, his life has definitely calmed down since he moved to Bright Road, but uh, I think it's been good for him. <laughs> You're saying that after our hangout session? <laughs> that, that that is very true. That, that'll uh, that'll tell you a little bit about uh, uh, old school Mike. So were y'all in a uh, athletic fraternity together? Because y'all are both athletes, right? We, we we both like to call ourselves failed athletes. So uh, my, Mike was a wrestler, and then uh, I ran track for a couple years. And then I think the, uh, we both sort of enjoyed the college part of college athletics a little bit more and uh, sort of decided to uh, get into the school aspect a little bit. But we became good buddies just uh, hanging out uh, outside all that. Yeah, he, uh, he told me when you were coming like all week, he's like, hey, my buddy Jack's coming down. We're going to have fun. What are you doing uh, Saturday, Saturday night? And I'm like, man, I got five kids. I go to bed at seven. What are you talking about? And and he, my, Michael's going, he's my kryptonite. I'm like, I don't understand. Don't watch TV. What are you talking about? <laughs> he said y'all had some fun together. <laughs> he said you, yeah, well, get, that, that, you get him going. Yeah, that, that, that's funny because he had been bracing me all week about his, his neighbor Trent who was going <laughs> to be hanging out with us. And uh, it de- definitely lived up to it. You, put, you pull up to y'all's road and, you know, there's – 200 kids running around, basketball court. It seems like uh, it's got to be the best place to grow up for your kids, man. So that uh, it, it was a fun weekend. Well, I grew up on Bright Road next door at, uh, in my parents' house, and we didn't have the amenity package that we have now for kids. And it was the best pa- place I think me and all my friends could have ever grown up at. So uh, thank, thankfully to Reagan, my wife, uh, who I was bragging about all the first segment, um, 
she has enhanced the road and will continue to enhance it at my uh, at my expense, which is good. That's why you have kids. So, hey, absolutely. So you ran track and you ran cross country, right? Yeah, yeah. They they, they put you into both. So if you're a distance runner, they they uh, they make you run track and cross country. So it ends up being a, a three season sport. Um, so it's a uh, it was a lot of running, you know. It was. Uh, it's, I, I can't say I miss it too much, but uh, I still, I still try to stay in, you know, decent shape for a guy in his early thirties. You know, yeah, I still, still get out there every once in a while. Well, uh, I asked you because I r- run as a novice just for exercise, and I, wore, I, I wore my uh, South End five K Ron Scuffka today when I, when I ran my five K, and I ran, you know, mid eights is kind of, I think, pretty good for a old middle-aged 40 guy i asked you what you ran and you said well what do you mean a mile and what'd you say 406 no no maybe for 1500 so i probably ran 418 or 417 mile equivalent equivalent um <laughs> but uh you know it's uh that, that was that was many many pounds ago and uh you know <laughs> it's uh, i'm happy just to get out there and run eight minute miles like you are well, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you, Jack. That is impressive. That any way you spin it, as as humble as you can be, that is amazing. I don't think scientifically I could have ever got in in, in the fives. Uh, so con- man, that's that's cool. That's awesome. <laughs> Appreciate it. Well, you gr- did you grow up in the Raleigh area? Yeah, yeah. So a little bit. Yeah, I, I grew up in Chapel Hill. So you know, in the Triangle, um, and then. Uh, our family business was based out of there up until you know, six, seven years ago. And uh, then we, uh, we moved it to the, the Durham area, which, you know, Raleigh, Durham, it's all sort of the same, same place. <laughs> it's still uh, the triangle, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 It's, it's, you know, 10 minutes down the road. So did you go to Chapel Hill high? I did go to Chapel high. Go Tigers. I hear you go Tigers. I don't know why they're in yeah. Chapel Hill and called Chapel Hill high. And they have the, the the animal of a tiger and it should be a it should have tar on its heels all right there you go go heels too yeah you're a unc guy you spent plenty of time down chapel hill yeah i know chapel hill i played a lot of golf at hillendale golf course by myself how's that golf course doing over there in durham hey hillendale the old farm track it's uh (laughs) you know it's uh it's a good municipal course go walk nine holes for ten dollars after work it's uh it's a pretty sweet deal. Hey, I, you got my word. I'm going to come up there and, and hang out sometime, and we're going to go play Hillendale. <laughs> Absolutely. I'll take you up on that. <laughs> so uh, are you still a Carolina fan? Yeah. I mean, you know, I went to App State, so I, I, I do say I'll take I'll take App State sports over over Carolina. But, you know, if App's not playing, then Carolina's, no, Carolina's definitely my uh, – my number one choice, you know, you grow up in Chapel Hill, you're sort of forced into it. Well, I, well, I got a bone to pick with you. You know, we beat we beat the snot out of y'all in football this year. <laughs> well, barely. I, I, beating the snot is is a pretty aggressive uh, statement for the the two point win that you guys eked out. But you know, <laughs> well, well, I'll let it slide. It was the highest scoring football game I remember. What was it like, sixty three to sixty one or something in that range? Oh yeah, and just just a, a heartbreaker for Appalachian State fans. You know, it was uh, I, I it was not radio appropriate what uh what I was yelling at my TV. And, and then y'all turned around and beat Texas A and M, and then y'all barely beat Troy on a hail mary. But after y'all beat Texas A and M at Texas A and M, who I think was ranked number five at the time, 
everybody in the news and everybody to me started saying, could Appalachian State be in the ACC? And I said, get that hogwash out of here. Then y'all got upset in Appalachian State. What happened? Yeah. It's, it's the most App State thing of all time. We get everybody <laughs> real hyped up. And then, you know, we lose to James Madison when they come up there and, you know, got we it. don't score in the second half, blow, blow a 30-point lead. So, you know, it's uh, it's, it's, it's very on-brand for App State. Wow. Got to love, love JMU. So, yeah. uh, so you grew up, did you grow up working in the family business? Logisticon is your business, correct? Yeah, so Logisticon's our business. We're a, we're a freight forwarder. So for your listeners who are like, what is that? Um, a freight forwarder basically helps uh, their customers or businesses navigate the complexities of international trade on the shipping side. Mm. Um, so if you have an ocean container that's going from a manufacturer in China to you know, uh, a supplier in the U.S., that can go through... 20 different vendors, right? So a freight forwarder sorts, helps businesses navigate all those vendors, bundles it up, and sort of moves the project along all in one. Well, when you told me you were in the logistics business uh, when we met, I thought I knew a little bit because my wife spent a couple years and one of my best friends, I went to his wedding a couple weeks ago, uh, worked at Maersk Sealand or Maersk Shipping yeah. for, for their, their tenure and uh, so, I, so I think I'm a novice. I know a little bit about it, but I would love to dive into your family business and uh, and how you grew up around it, and then and then what y'all focus on today when we return. Will you hang out with us for a few more minutes? Absolutely, love to. All right, Jack Marshall, Logisticon, Mister App State, run a 401. When we return, you're listening to At Home with Roby. The following is a sponsored program on WBT. Welcome back to the At Home with Roby show. I am Trent Haston running solo on the middle segments today. Patrick is on vacation. Good gracious. How does that happen? Patrick McIvick? No. <laughs> I shouldn't I shouldn't make fun of him in his stead. If you're a real man, you make fun of people in their face. Nah. And Patrick loves, loves to say this. If you missed the first couple segments, you can go on podcast us anytime. Check out our podcast. Share our podcast with your friends. It'd be nice. Put the word out at home with Roby. Hope y'all are having fun today. Jack Marshall, how fast you running that mile now, buddy? Well, you, you keep dropping that number. Let's just say 350, you know, at this point. <laughs> yeah, I love it. You in the game. That's why I knew you'd have been appropriate for the radio. Goodness gracious. All right. All right. So, did you grow up working during the summer in the business, or did did you just hear your daddy talking about it? How did how did you get the logistical shipping freight side of the business influx? Yeah. So, so I guess I didn't realize it until I, you know, I probably had graduated college and went and worked for another similar company. But I, you know, I feel like I'd kind of been bred to to know the the business that we're in, just because you know my dad started the company, you know, right when I was, you know, like six years old. So we're sitting, you know, whether it was at the dinner table, he's quizzing us on, hey, what's the capital of you know this random country in wow. Africa, or what's the, you know, what's the major airport code for you know Bucharest? <laughs> uh, so, and if these are like dinner table conversations, which is weird but uh seems to have helped me out now um 
but uh, yeah, I mean, to answer your question, yeah, we all sort of uh, kind of worked uh, worked in my dad's office growing up, whether that was you know coming in and just filing stuff or you know cleaning or whatever it could be. But we were definitely always around. My dad's like, lay out this rafter, punk, and then you can have a green bean. Nah. Yeah. No. Absolutely. It was. Uh, it was. It was. Whatever. Whatever. Uh, menial work he could give us. He was definitely uh, making us do it. So uh, I I checked you out on your website. Um, I mean, I think what y'all do is amazing. You basically have the network all over the world with all the airports, all the uh, shipping ports, and then you have ground transportation as well, right? Yeah, so so we, we're a full-service freight forwarder. Um, there, we're, we are a small company, you know, we're, we're local, we're small family owned. So there are much larger multinational versions of what we do. Um, so with that, we try to take sort of a, a, a different approach and we have our sort of little pillars of business that we stand by. Um, but yeah, we do air freight, ocean freight, uh, ground, ground transportation if that's needed. But, uh, historically i would say that you know most of our revenue is generated by air freight oh really is is most yeah. freight overseas done through the air or just s- smaller freight uh, n- n- not at all so i mean you know I, I don't know the exact figures but the significant portion of total you know tonnage is done by ocean freight but uh if, if stuff is needed quickly or high value cargo generally that moves by air um, and, you know, these are moving on airlines that you could be flying on, right? Like half of, you know, half of American Airlines flights across the ocean are stuffed with uh, people's cargo. Huh. I didn't know that. Did you know that, Christian? Yeah. I was trying to pull her into this third segment. <laughs> she's, she's indefensible. So, uh, and to do this, for over 20 years, LogisticCon has had a dedicated multilingual staff with wealth of experience and knowledge on international transportation. So you got to know the languages, you got to know the cultures, you got to know how to communicate with different folks. I mean, you're, you're talking about other side of the world and, and, it, and it drops at three airports and has to do customs or whatever the, the local side of checking, checking freight in, checking freight out. I can't imagine the nightmare <laughs> that y'all have to navigate and, and how y'all how a how somebody without a company like yours to assist them uh w- would mess it up completely no no absolutely and like i said we, we've sort of found our niches uh you know we do a lot of what we call humanitarian and relief aid so it could be any sort of natural disaster say there's a typhoon in mozambique we would help our customers who are, you know, NGOs and, uh, you know, USAID and nonprofits and religious groups who are all want to send aid to go help. So we would help them kind of navigate how to get their cargo on the ground and to people in need whenever these things kind of happen. So uh, it's been a, it's been a really cool sort of endeavor for us to kind of dive into that the past, uh, you know, past decades, few decades, really. Well, well, Jack, just so you know, my kids, uh, I have three girls that speak German, Japanese, and, and French. Uh, they might be looking for employment in about 10 years, FYI. And my wife hey. worked at Maersk for 
four years. So uh, we got it. I think we got your industry. Co- well, I might just start one of these businesses, but just to con you. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, <laughs> <laughs> I don't need any more competition. You need to chill out. <laughs> I'm kidding. Complete joke. <laughs> Christian's over here like, oh my gosh, he's done gone off the rails. In this industry, <laughs> I don't plan. I don't. I try to do what I know I, I do well, and uh, that is one thing I've learned in my life. Actually, we did import handbags there for a hot minute after our honeymoon. That was my wife's job, and then I had thirty thousand dollars worth of uh, Italian leather I Medici handbags in my garage, and she told me she was going to work at Mares. So, <laughs> yeah, that, that's the horror story you always hear: somebody getting into the. You know, Italian leather goods uh, <laughs> business, and then you just end up getting stuck with a bunch of stuff for five years. That's right. But what she ended up one day after on her own without me forcing it down the throat, she ended up calling me up and saying, I found somebody to source this to. I got rid of the inventory, and it, it we, 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 I, my story is we broke even, and that's all I'm going to stick to it. Plus, we made lots of memories and learned a lot. So uh, it taught me to do what I know how to do. Or, or and now you know how to do it. At least my industry. All right, Jack, I got a question for you. Everybody knows the last two, two and a half years in in our industry and in the world. Period. The excuse is supply chain. How has mm-hmm. that affected your industry? So, in general, our industry has probably had you know record profits, which is sad to say because you know. Uh, for everybody else, it's been a crunch, right? You hear supply chain problems and, hey, everything's late. But for the shipping industry, that what's happened is just everything, the capacity has gone down, prices went up, so we have to charge more. Um, but, I mean, I'm sure you're in the construction business. I'm sure that you've been hearing, you're probably, I mean, for the last two years, where's my lumber? You know, why can't we get anything built? So I really think the stuff like commodity business, and, you know, wood and other commodities have really been hurt. Uh, but, you know, the larger tech companies and stuff like that that are able to pay for the capacity on ocean freight and stuff like that, they really haven't been as hurt. So you told me the other day, what was the number you said a, a container three years ago, you know, average container, full container cost was to get it overseas? And how yeah, high did sure. it get? Yeah, so for context, yeah, before COVID, BC, uh, <laughs> we you could probably find a 40-foot container for, you know, from Shanghai to L.A. for maybe three to $4,000, sometimes cheaper, depending. Um, during the middle of COVID, when, you know, stuff was really bad and there was the spot rate prices from companies like Maersk and, uh, you know, other shipping lines, it was driven up to I think we had we had some customers who were paying, you know, twenty five, thirty thousand dollars for containers. And, you know, I heard competitors that I would talk to in the industry were saying even more. Um, so, you know, more than ten X probably what you would have paid if three years prior. That is crazy. So where are we at now? Now so I mean now it's completely come back the other way and we're getting lower and lower and it's I, I wouldn't say it's back at pre-COVID numbers, but, uh, you know, you can get, you can get containers now from the, on those same lanes for four to 5,000, maybe, you know, sometimes creeping up there, depending. Well, American consumer and business people, if that doesn't make you excited, it went up to 10 X in two or three years. And now it's back down to 
one and a half to two X relatively. I think that is uh, is a good sign. I'm a very optimistic business person. A good sign of things to come. Uh, and Maris getting it making all the money. I've heard from my buddy how much money Maris has made over the last couple of years. Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, they, they 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 did well. Got you know, glad somebody did. So Jack, man, it's been fun. Awesome. I mean, you coming back down this Friday, Friday night. You can come back on Bright Road. My camping trip got canceled. I think everybody heard. Uh, I'll text you my address, and you can just hang out with me. Michael don't even need to know. You just stay on the other side of my house. Um, how can people look you up, number one, give yourself a plug, Logisticon, and number two, I'm going to put you on the spot. What's one thing that you live by when you operate in your life, in your business? I mean, can be together, whatever. Just one nugget that you keep close to your heart that people can take away. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, one thing that I, how I operate my office and our business, and I like to say that is, uh, number one aspect of what we do is treat your people well. So uh, mm. I, I sort of I walk into the office every morning, and you know the guys I'm working with, they come first. So you treat your people well, they'll treat you well. You'll you'll do well for your customers. So I, th- I think it starts with that for me. That's awesome. Give yourself a plug. Yeah, if uh, anybody wants to look us up, it's logisticoninc.com, which is a mouthful, I realize. Um, but, uh, yeah, if you, if you ever have a shipping need, you can go on there. And uh, we have we got a contact page, and we'd love to help anybody out. That's awesome. You got your friends in the shipping business, logisticoninc.com. Jack Marshall, you've been great. You're listening to At Home with Roby. The following is a sponsored program on WBT. Welcome back to the At Home with Roby show. I am Trent Haston with my four-segment guest host, Christian McCall. Hello. You, you, you. <laughs> when I get real right, I go, ying, 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 ying. <laughs> okay, okay, I shouldn't do that on the radio. <laughs> That's only for a select few. Uh, so, as y'all know, leading up, you listen to our shows, leading up to the uh, Cornhole Tournament, which is our... I've I've been saying our fifteenth annual because we did the walk for wishes. Yeah, I count it in the succession. But I saw in the email the other day you said fourteenth annual. Depends on what we're how we're talking okay. about it. But yeah, fifteen years of giving absolutely because walking for wishes yep. definitely counts. Um, but technically fourteenth tournament. So so we're this show's airing Sunday, uh, October tonight. Goodness gracious, time's flying. I know it's crazy. Two thousand and twenty-eight. I mean, 22. Uh, and uh, our cornhole tournament is on the f- Pitching for Wishes is on November the 5th. That's correct. Yep. Four at weeks out. Freedom Park, four weeks out. Yep. It's very exciting. Uh, something that's really cool is my kids have grown up. My oldest kid's 14, so they've yeah. grown up around it their whole entire life. And uh, they get excited for it. Yeah. I love looking back at pictures because really. I've been doing it since 14, and they have grown just tremendously, and it's cool to see them year after year because lots of little kids are repeat guests, and it's yep. a cool way to document. And it's really cool. Of course, Trent's kids and Travis's kids and Christian's son, uh, but the, all of our staff and the people around, and they their kids have been doing it for 18 years. I mean, yeah. little Bobby's been doing it the whole time yeah uh jeff robinette's son i mean jack's now, been yeah. every year and will I mean, continue to go every year really, while he grows up so yeah it's really cool 
Okay, so everybody knows leading up to the Cornhole Tournament, the last segment, we talk about Make-A-Wish. We brag on our sponsors, I, I think. And that's why Christian's here because she's the Cornhole Czar and the Make-A-Wish Czar, which I love. Thank you for that. Yes, thank you. Uh, keep the torch going. And we tell a wish story, 10 shows leading up. So I think you're going to do that for us today, that's Christian. That's right. So we're talking about ten or 9-year-old Kinsley from Lincolnton who loves pink, playing outside on the swing set and spending time with her family. From an early age, Kinsley was diagnosed with cystic fibrosis, which weakened her immune system and means she has to stay isolated from family and friends. And this is challenging for such a bubbly social girl. It brings Kinsley joy to spend time with her family. And for her wish, she wanted to have a pink golf cart so that she could visit her family and friends in the neighborhood whenever she wanted to. On the day of her wish, Kinsley couldn't wait to take her golf cart for a spin. Her favorite part of the new golf cart is the custom pink underlighting. She loves showing off her new ride to her friends and family. Since receiving her cart, Kinsley and her family have gone on, many, gone on many rides together and have enjoyed the ease of being able to visit their neighbors down the street without a car. And thanks to Kins- Kinsley's wish, she and her family will be able to make many memories that they were cherished for years to come. Um, so, yeah. That is pretty cool. cool. Yeah. So we always talk about the various wishes you can to meet, to do, to be, to, and to have. And to go, yeah. And to go, yeah, to go. Thanks, Christian. Did I say that one? Yeah. Or to give, to, to give. Sometimes kids just yeah. To sometimes give, they do. To give and yeah. that's, I think that's to do. I, I would think they want to give. Um, but I think that is so cool and so unique. And it's, it's the kids' one true wish. So it's what is going to make them happy after living through and fighting this terminal or you know life threatening is exactly yeah disease. Uh, and their family together, so they just find all this joy. Right. And I think I've shared with you. Everything kind of came full circle for me this fall when my cousin's little girl received her wish. She's had um, heart issues and multiple heart surgeries um, through her life. So she actually, she wished for a camper and got that. That came true this fall. So it's it's cool to me. Like everything's come full circle. Make-A-Wish Central Western North Carolina granted her wish. Chris Weber, who's been on the show mm-hmm. multiple times, who's like my right-hand man at Make-A-Wish, was part of her wish and got to meet my family. So it's really, really cool. And it has touched me personally this year and makes me... Just That's happy wonderful. for them and, and proud. I do, I yeah, do, yeah I, I do remember you sent that out. You sent the picture and yeah. the story. Uh, and, and I have a, a, a really good friend right now. I won't I won't say his name just because I didn't tell him I was going to talk about him. But he, he, we play golf together, and, and his son, who's about Ford's age, uh, has uh, leukemia. Mm-hmm. And I introduced him. I said, hey, have you looked at Make-A-Wish? And, and with open thoughts and arms, it's really cool to be able to talk about it. Right, yeah. And uh, and try to give these folks that, that uplift and that one good wish. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, Christian. Well, thanks for being here. Thank you for having you me. You did a great job. You were so kind. And hopefully Patrick will be back next week because I need my sidekick, my partner in crime. And <laughs> TJ, you're always here. Thank you so much. I'm glad you're doing good, buddy. You look great. Hey, thanks for listening to At Home with Roby Show. Go do the golden rule today. Treat others the way you want to be treated and carry a smile around on your face. Say thank you to many. Have a good one. Thanks for listening.